Welcome to Coaching Through Cancer, a show for partners, spouses, friends, and family of those fighting cancer. Daryl Taylor is a certified coach, a widower, and father. He knows firsthand the struggles that spouses and families go through after a cancer diagnosis. If you're in the battle of your life, you are not alone. This is the place for you. Hello and welcome to Coaching Through Cancer. This week's episode is a continuation of the series where we discuss reconnecting with life, love, and purpose. This week's episode is about reconnecting with love. So for this episode, I want to talk about two things um, uh, with respect to love. The first is um, reconnecting with the ability to love ourselves. And then the second is reconnecting with the ability to love others. Uh, And it goes in that order. Um, It is not possible to love another human being unless you have love for yourself. And what happens when someone goes through the trauma of um, a diagnosis like cancer or, um, you know, widowhood, if that ends up being um, something that's happened in your life, is that you might go through periods where you blame yourself, uh, that you should have changed doctors, uh, got a, a third or a fourth opinion, um, tried some, you know, you know, other method of of dealing with your with your circumstances, right? Um, all these things happen, and they make us feel responsible for things that we are not really fully responsible for, right? You can only do and respond to what you know. And sometimes you don't have good knowledge. And there's a presumption that those things would have changed things. And oftentimes they would have not. Uh, They would have led you down, you know, a different road to the same ultimate outcome. So we have to stop blaming ourselves and regretting uh, decisions or indecision. Right? and understand that we behaved and responded in the best way possible, given the circumstances, given our knowledge, given our capacity, and that we did so out of love. The other thing that happens is we tend to uh, blame ourselves because we are really in a, in a grieving state or in a state of some some trauma or triggering and our desire is to help and these desires are are well placed uh, but what ends up happening is that they can uh, kind of push us off kilter right Uh, where we take on so much responsibility so much agency over things that we have very little um, responsibility or agency for right I mean our main thing is that um, you know, we are either providing support or in need of support. And um, while there are things that we become more and more capable of, that's kind of what we're talking about here, you know, in that moment, in that 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 uh, period of time, um, you are performing at your best, right, given the circumstances. And to acknowledge that and to not pretend that something more should be expected of you or should come from you is a 
a beginning point to becoming free from the burden of unreasonable expectations. The other thing that happens is that we uh, become very, very focused on the other person. And um, this is a tricky point because in this case, whether they are with us uh, and suffering from, you know, whatever the diagnosis is or whether or not they've passed on, we become so focused on them that we lose a focus on ourselves, and we stop self-care. Uh, we get into either um, uh, a mode where we're sort of frozen and stuck and unable to take consistent action uh, unless it becomes, you know, sort of paramount and absolute emergency. Or uh, the other thing that can happen as well is that we're just action, 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 always doing and uh, very focused on the other person, obviously because, you know, they have a, a, a greater need, but there is a necessary amount of self-care that needs to be done. And by that, I mean all of the above, talking about taking care of yourself spiritually in terms of whatever you do, pray, meditate, but taking time alone to be with yourself or to be with your um, your vision of the creator of the universe and to, to, to spend time in that place. Um, it means taking care of yourself physically, uh, you know, focusing on all aspects of that, eating right, sleeping well enough, and and taking care of your body. And it can be a challenge to fit these things in, right? And it can feel like you're stealing time away from someone who needs uh, more attention than you do. Um, but there's a tipping point uh, because all of that might be true, but there is a tipping point at which you, you can go to the point where you are no longer able to be responsive or to provide care, uh, in a significant way, or, um, you can go past the tipping point in grief where your body starts to break down and your capacity mentally, emotionally starts to break down and you're no longer able to support those people who are in your life. Uh, children or other people who need you. And um, it's great if you have a community that comes in and supports you by bringing, you know, food or doing laundry or, you know, little chores, picking up the kids, uh, taking them out to, to, to do things so that you can have some, some time alone. All of those things were things that I experienced and they were tremendously helpful. Um, uh, but that time needs to be intentional about getting yourself well uh, and, focusing on that as a, um, a priority along with other things. Um, maybe you don't spend as much time doing it, but you continue to do it because that self-care is a form of, uh, sort of the base layer, the foundation of being able to care for another person. So really what's happening here is there's a certain amount of neglect either because of, um, the, emotional, spiritual distress that you're under, um, that leads to, uh, so really survival mode, right? I mean, you're eating a little bit, you're sleeping a little bit and you're just waking up and doing, and you're back into this, this, um, this pool of, of feelings and emotions, fears and, and regrets and everything else. And 
that can be overwhelming. It's stressful enough on the body and it really needs to be offset with um, some, some good, consistent self-care. Um, understanding that care from the space of this is necessary in order to support the person that, you know, I love or that I care about or who's suffering or, um, you know, even to just prepare yourself to re-engage with life uh, because that person is no longer with you. It's also important uh, in this phase to uh, to also be able to receive love, right? And uh, this is the thing that happens. I, I know it happened for me while you appreciated, um, you know, all of the sincerity and support of other people. Um, it was actually really difficult to receive during this time. Um, and, you know, I, I don't have all the answers as to why. Uh, you feel like you should be able to manage on your own. Uh, you feel as though you are being a burden to other people. And you're actually not even in a place where you are as receptive as you need to be um, to the love and to the caring that's being offered by other people in your life. And um, in order to do this, you really need to be in a place where, one, you understand that your body needs care. So that's this first piece about self-care. Uh, and then the second piece of being open to uh, and receptive of and understanding that it is not uh, a sign of weakness or neediness or burden, but that this is really, uh, it, it is really a, a beautiful moment in life where people sort of step out of their routine and out of their comfort zone in order to support another person when they are struggling. Um, and if you have those kind of relationships in your life, um, there should be appreciated. And um, it's my hope that you're able to be open and receptive uh, to what's being offered. So once these foundational pieces are uh, in place and, um, you know, supported in practice, now you're in a place where you can actually give love, right? And whether that be to, um, you know, the person who is, uh, you know, suffering with cancer or whether that be to, um, you know, other family members who are experiencing, you know, pain and loss as well. Uh, now you're in a place where, you know, as they say, your cup is full and you can use that to, uh, to fulfill other people's cups. Um, because it doesn't stop, right? I mean, there, there's a time where it is necessary and understood that you might be absent from some of these relationships, uh, in the way that you would normally show up. Um, but as we transition through, uh, these different stages, um, it becomes critical, especially with children, to uh, reconnect with being able to uh, to demonstrate love. And uh, I really mean beyond saying that I love you. Uh, I love you needs to be said. Um, but at one point, people need uh, the the felt response of of love being demonstrated for them, right? Um, both as an example by you taking care of yourself in terms of eating well and uh, sleeping well and doing all the things that you need to do to take care of your basic health. Um, that is a fantastic example, especially for children, of what self-care looks like. Uh, self-care with the intent of being able to care for others. Um, 
but it's also important that you be able to be emotionally, uh, psychologically, spiritually available uh, to see and feel and to hold space for the needs that they're going through. Um, certainly, you might have, again, um, a support network of people. Uh, there may be counselors involved, uh, other therapists, even coaches. But um, you are a key piece of that puzzle. Um, and they need you to have the capacity to, to manage not only what you're going through, but to be able to hold space and um, um, to be able to care for and to understand and to support them um, as they are going through their own unique um, journeys through the experience that you all are sharing. So the last piece is uh, caveats, right? None of what I'm saying is that there isn't a period of time where you are shut down. That's to be expected. And no one's saying that you need to do all these heroic things during that period. That's not to be expected. Um, what I'm really talking about is sort of the arc of the experience, right? From, from where you begin to where you ultimately, uh, not necessarily end, but transition into a place where uh, some of these things can start to take place. Certainly, I think it's best if we can do them all along. Uh, I know for a fact that I had an experience where I was actually uh, hospitalized for a moment because, yeah, my body was falling apart and it was due to all the stress and emotion that I was going under. And then everyone who was focused on my partner and her suffering had to come to me. Um, and again, I'm not going to criticize myself or beat myself up about that, but it happened because of the gravity of what we were going through and the emotions and thoughts that I was having about it. And then the lack of sleep, the lack of exercise, the loss of appetite, all of those things compounded, um, to the point where I was the one in a hospital for just a couple days, uh, uh, and, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, scary. And the thought of two parents being in the same situation was even more terrifying. But the point I'm making in terms of caveats is that, again, there's a period of time where there's just no way, uh, uh, really anything is happening. But as you gain the support that you need, and as you gain the strength and the focus, uh, be intentional about where you put it so that it can be focused on you uh, in a way that is geared towards being supportive of all the other people in your space that you need to look after. So that's really what I have to offer this week is, um, you know, those two pieces, you know, love focused inward in terms of caring for yourself in a way that is focused on the long term and on the other people um, in your life. Um, and that as a necessary or critical basis for you moving forward, um, in all the roles that you inhabit in life, uh, but also, uh, the ability to hold space and to have capacity, um, to support others who share in this experience of both trauma or tragedy and loss. And, um, it all starts with you. It's not selfish. It's not, um, 
you know, something that someone is looking down on you, frowning about. Um, it's something that everyone involved wants to see you uh, be able to do. And uh, once you're able to put that into practice and to consistently operate in that, that space, now you've got capacity to, to provide the same for others. And um, uh, again, many of us are fortunate to have amazing communities of people, friends and you know, acquaintances who show up for us. And um, uh, just the ability to receive that, that love and that, that attention and that care um, in a way that rejuvenates and helps you to heal uh, is important for you, again, turning around and being able to offer that to everyone else in your life, um, friends, uh, acquaintances, and of course, um, your family. Okay, so uh, that's all I have for this week's episode. And next week we have um, our first guest on the podcast. Uh, he and I are going to be working on our uh, recording of that podcast this week. And um, that one, we're going to fold some of that presentation into um, looking at purpose, right? Reconnecting with life, love, and purpose. And the final component in this uh, in this piece is that. And I think um, um, Mike's story dovetails actually quite well with everything that we've been talking about these last couple of episodes. And um, we'll use our discussion with him to to help us to um, put a bow on reconnecting with purpose. Again, thank you, everyone. Looking forward to you guys uh, listening to this episode. As always, uh, if you have something you want to hear about or if you are even interested uh, as being a guest on the podcast to talk about your story, I'd love to have you. Uh, until next time, take care. Thank you for joining us. Share this episode with friends, families, and others in the fight. We'd love to hear from you. What's your story? What are your thoughts, experiences, and what would you like to hear discussed? Reach out at www.coachingyouthrough.com. That's coachingyouthrough, with the letter U, dot com.